Welcome back to the Project 24 YouTube podcast. This is episode 29. Hello, hello. Welcome back. I am glad you are here. Today we get to talk about some pretty fun stuff. This is Nate. I'm I'm here. I'm all alone <laughs> for this for this episode of the podcast. It's funny because I was setting up to record and and Anna closed her, I said, hey, I'm going to record. And Anna closed her door. And before she closed the door, she said, you know, try to hold back the tears while you record by yourself. <laughs> so I'll try to hold back the tears while I record by myself here. I wanted to talk about something that it's, it's a bit of a more soft skills in relation to YouTube, not necessarily tactical, you know, do this action, you get this results. But it's something that I, I see a surprising amount of, of, people with ch YouTube channels that would benefit from hearing this. So I'm going to say it and uh, you can take it or leave it, but it has to do with being just a good citizen on YouTube. And I'm not, this is not a preachy. I'm not going to sit on a soapbox. It's more in regards to how do you interact with other channels on YouTube? Okay. So story time. I hesitate to tell this story because it, it has to do with another YouTube creator. And for that purpose, I'm not going to name their name or their channel name. Um, if, you, if you're one of the OGs or if you have uh, watched several channel makers videos, you might be aware of this incident. Uh, a while back, <laughs> I made a video. There was another creator in the YouTube education space and uh, they made a video about a topic on YouTube that was hot at the time and why they weren't going to be doing this technique on YouTube. And it was, it was, it was great. They were sharing their opinion, thoughts like that. Um, I saw the video and I decided, Hey, this would be a great video to make a response video about, you know, I'm going to, you know, mention their name in the video. I'm going to be kind of reacting and responding to what they say in their video. So I did, I produced a video and I responded. And in that video, I, I pointed out some things that I thought that um, maybe they hadn't, there was more opinion. They hadn't maybe researched it a bit more. I shared my thoughts on it uh, and tried to be very nice about it. And I think I even at the end said something along the lines of, yeah, this, they have a great channel. Um, I'm subscribed because I was, I was subscribed and, and all that. Um, so unbeknownst to me, that other creator had a history of not liking anything even remotely seeming like criticism to their content or what they produced online, like anything even slightly like criticism. And so apparently my piece of content came across to them as criticism. Like I was disagreeing and I was, I was disagreeing and criticizing their stuff. I was disagreeing on some points, but I tried to be very open and uh, explain my point of view, kind of create an original piece of content. Um, so it resulted in an interesting tumble of events, <laughs> to, to say the least. <laughs> I'm not going to say all the details. Uh, you can search it up on my channel if you want to. Uh, I'm, but I am also adamant if you do find, if you do search it up on Channel Makers, I'm not sure I'll keep those videos up forever. And I would just appreciate if you um, showed respect also, as I mentioned in those videos. But anyway, uh, they, so an interesting series of events followed. Uh, one was they commented on my video uh, stating how they were very disappointed by it. And I was kind of surprised. And I responded, I said, okay, what was it disappointing? And then they said, oh, it wasn't you. It was your audience is, is treating me a certain way. 
And I went through and I was very, I was actually very vigilant in the comments on that video and anything even slightly close to um, defamation or anything like that, I just delete the comment or I would respond to say, that's actually not true, you know? So I went through, I was pretty clear on that. Uh, apparently that wasn't enough for this other creator. And so they took to their own channel um, and uh, started and made a video basically uh, responding and um, well, it was, it was a live stream which was then taken down. And then they decided that that wasn't enough and they decided to issue a copyright strike against my video, uh, which was very much within the, the their strike was um, not warranted since my video was with well within the realms of uh, fair use. It was commentary as providing original thought. It was commenting on their content, etc. They, they, the other creator couldn't, um, couldn't take it honest, basically they, they couldn't take what they perceived as criticism. So, um, what resulted, that was near the weekend. What resulted was a lot of stuff that it was after they did that, they went on a live stream and, and, um, shared how they, um, I might be mixing up a few of the sequence of facts. Now I'd have to go back and look at it. It was a while ago. Like I said, they shared a live stream, what they did and, and how they were right about it, basically sharing why they thought they were right in doing it. Um, so what followed was very strong audience reactions, both ways. Uh, my audience being defensive, their audience being like, oh, actually he was her, the, the other creator's audience being saying things like, no, yeah, Nate was off, off base. You know, that wasn't a good video. And others saying, actually, it was actually a pretty reasonable video. I don't know why I got copyright struck. Uh, and a variety of pretty strong emotional responses, as well as it brought out of the woodwork some people that had had negative previous experiences with that other creator, uh, and uh, <laughs> to the degree of reaching out to me and trying to get me to provide more details in person, which I didn't do because I decided I did not want to stoke the fire on that one. Um, so some communication went down. Um, the other creator finally reached out and said, "Have hey, I've." changed my mind and I'm going to revoke the copyright strike, uh, which by the way, if you don't know, a copyright strike is a very s serious thing in YouTube, um, in the YouTube eyes. It's pretty serious because it basically means you stole content or you did something dishonest to the degree that they were going to take legal action against you. Uh, and so YouTube does not want to be involved with any of those things. And so if you get a copyright strike, you before you can reactivate your channel, uh, and again, this was a while ago, it might have been updated, but at the time, before you could reactivate your channel, you had to go through um, what they called, uh, I think it was copyright strike school. <laughs> Basically, it was like correctional school, like you did something wrong, you need to fix this. Uh, and if you get three strikes within a 90 day period, uh, your channel's deleted permanently, you're just gone. And so it's very serious. Um, and it involves, often involves legal action, depending on what the outcome was. So this other creator did reach out and said, okay, actually I've decided to revoke that strike, you know, and reach through YouTube. Um, and so it took a few days, but then YouTube did reinstate, took the strike off and reinstated the video. Um, at that point I did make a response video, uh, just outlining what happened and just saying, I'm, I'm past it. I'm moving on. Uh, let's move on. You know, let's do other stuff. The main focus I wanted to give here in sharing this story is the results that came out of different actions taken and in regards to your own content here because a few interesting thing happened things happened one 
um, I got to have that experience as a channel maker myself. I got to have the experience of another channel maker treating me that way, reacting the way that they did. They had their own experience based on the video that I made, as well as their perceived experience of, of how my audience and their own audience responded. There was also the reactions or the experiences that each audience had, as well as several other channels that previously had not really known about our content or were aware of it, but hadn't done any commentary, providing additional videos, making their own videos about the incident as they saw it. Uh, and then the other interesting thing was several other YouTube education channels took note of the incident as well. And um, a few of them actually reached out to me uh, as a result of it. Um, and in fact, a few of them said that I, this, the channel, channel makers, wasn't necessarily as much on their radar until that happened. Interesting. <laughs> Controversy gets some attention, I guess. <laughs> so all that to say, there are going to be results from your actions that you do on YouTube. And this applies wherever you are in life, but especially on YouTube. We're going to talk about it on YouTube here, okay? There's going to be results. Uh, this partially came because I saw a thread um, in the Project 24 community. I got to pull it up so I can uh, give, give credit here. This is from Project 24 member Esther Mund. And the thread was called Reaction Video. Do I tag the creator in the title? And there was some good discussion, a little bit of discussion back and forth about how to best do it. Should you do that? Should you tag um, the creator in the title? And I wanted to give you just some thoughts as you are looking into doing more reaction or collaboration or mentions or any form of soft um, collab or, you know, audience association. If you're drafting all of those forms, when you are considering doing those things, I just wanted to give you some thoughts on how to look at those and just play out a few scenarios in your head. So the first is, well, and with all of these, I want you to follow the thread through to the end of the interaction. Reasonable interaction, as well as a few crazy scenarios, because I, I'll admit, if going back on this incident with this, the other creator, had I done a bit more research, I don't know how I could have in this situation. I think I did the best I could at the time. It was a while ago. Um, but had I done a bit more research, maybe dug a bit more, I might have decided not to make a reaction video based on the things that I had seen about previous interactions with that creator. I might have decided not to um, because they had proven to have a history of disliking any amount of um, perceived criticism about them. And so the first thing is when you are considering doing something about or a, a mention, a, a, especially a direct collaboration, but any form of interaction with other people on YouTube, do your research <laughs> beforehand. Uh, it's not going to be perfect. And sometimes they're very good at, at uh, covering their tracks. Uh, as was the case with this other creator, they, they often just deleted everything that was against them. So it's not that I could have found them, those uh, comments or negative experiences other people had had. But in many cases, you can find things. If nothing else, than just what they are okay with having published on their channel. Uh, the, the insights they have, it's, this is not like a full background check on anybody or, or being a snooper or anything. It's more, just be aware. Be aware what kind of other creators you want to associate yourself with. And it doesn't matter what size of channel they have. Uh, I would just be aware of what they create and the reputation they have. Because famous people especially know this. Um, 
your reputation management is one of the biggest, most important things to do online. And so often they'll have, to my knowledge, they have like teams of people that their job is to manage the PR, to manage the reputation, the public's perception of your name or your brand. So doing a little research beforehand can go miles with helping you as you're deciding to do these collaborations. The other thing is I would ask myself questions like, okay, what will be the results from my audience? If I do this interaction with this other channel, what will be the results? How will they respond? How will they perceive it? How can I make it a good experience for them? Another is what will be the results from the for or from the other creator? Will they be happy about what I made? The thing is, I, most of the time, I would advocate um, making a piece of content that they would be happy about seeing, even if it's a bit of criticism, a bit of original you know, conversation, to open a dialogue, right? One expert to another or one, one entertainer to another. It's, it's fine to have those things. Most of the time, I would recommend creating that. There are times when it's worthwhile to take a stand and say, no, actually, uh, I disagree with this and I don't care if the other creator is offended. It, I've, I've got to state my point. And there are times for that, and that's great. It's just, as a general rule, I would look to create a piece of content that they would be happy to see. Um, the next thing I'd be looking at is, what are going to be the results from their audience? How's the audience going to respond? How are they going to feel about it? The next thing I'd be looking at is, what are going to be the results from other channels in our same space from what I decide to do? What are they, what are they going to do? How are they going to respond? How are they going to perceive this? And then the last thing I'd be looking at is what about the long-term relationships or results from this across all the board long-term? What's going to be the results? And in many cases, it'll just be, Hey, I made a, I mentioned them. I did a reaction and it's, and it's done. It's just move on. They may see your video. They may never respond and it could be just fine. You move on and, and you're good. Best case scenario I have seen is, is creating a piece of content about the other channel. Um, you're trying to draw the audience association and that creator actually reaches out to you and says, hey, great video, or I liked seeing your perspective. Tell me more. Let's meet up sometime. Let's talk sometime. That's actually happened several times with me and it's been great. And every time, you can bet, I've been glad I made a piece of content that they, they were happy to see. Uh, I would have been regretting it in many cases if I hadn't Cross, you know, cross my T's and dotted my I's, so to speak, to make sure that I made a piece of content that was reasonable and original thought. Um, you, you can be sure, yeah, that, that, that I was glad I did that when they reached out to me. <laughs> uh, there have been other times when I created a piece of content and all I got was a comment, reply to the video. I said, hey, great video. You know, thanks for mentioning me. Uh, and other times there was just nothing. And most of the time, that will probably be it. I wouldn't go into it expecting that you'll get a massive response every single time. But across the board, this is why I wanted to call this episode just being a good citizen on YouTube. It's going to be interaction. It's, it's about building relationships and creating the types of interactions where you can build on common ground and actually emphasize a lot of the ways where you disagree um, to show differences in perspectives. So... Uh, back to this original question of uh, tagging the creator in the title, that type of thing. If it's about the, as if, I guess I can get into a few tactics here. If it's about a specific, it's a specific reaction to another person's piece of content on YouTube, you can, I, I would be just fine with you tagging that 
channel in the title of your video. It's kind of common practice. I'm great with that. Or the alternate being uh, tagging them and or putting a link to the original video in the um, in your description. That's actually, I would definitely recommend. You should always put that on there because it is an association thing from the algorithm, but also for your audience as well as their audience to be able to click through and see the, uh, the opposing view or the other person's piece of content. I think that's a good thing most of the time. I would not tag other creators if you don't have a significant amount of content and or mention made in your piece of content about their content. It becomes spam at that point. I have a variety of channels tag at mention my channel makers actually like every uh, every other day or so that are just trying to get a channel review or trying to get some clout, trying to get a mention, a response, something. And in those cases, it's most of the time, it's just kind of annoying <laughs> because it's, it's not a dedicated piece of content that I would actually want to watch. It's just trying to get my attention. And if that's the case, uh, don't tag them. You can link to their video. You can still mention them in the video. Uh, but in most cases, I would reserve the at mention for a direct correlation in your content and their piece of content. The other good place to put it is if you have a pinned comment, you can put it in there uh, and or a uh, link to their video, especially if you're looking to um, share some of the uh, attention with the other creator and say, hey, they made a really good piece of content. Here's my thoughts on it. Go check it out yourself. That's a great way to build rapport with other creators. So there you go. That's a bit of the, the tactical I would look at there. And that's actually all I have for this episode. It was just something that's been on my mind for a bit. I wanted to finally share this story and uh, share the insights there. So as you're looking into doing more collaborations, definitely follow the thread. Uh, go back and re-listen to this. Follow the thread through on what will be the end. What will be the result of this interaction, this mention, this shout out, this reaction? What will be the result? Do your research and then go from there. Alrighty, that's all I have for you and see you next time. Project 24 is a product of Income School LLC. Results mentioned are not typical. The trademark Project 24 refers to the goal of some people to create a successful business in 24 months, but it's not a promise or guarantee of that success. Many online businesses fail because like any business, it requires hard work, skill, and dedication. Before making business decisions, consult financial and legal professionals licensed in your jurisdiction. So in short, the only person who can make your business successful is you. We are simply here to provide information to help you along the way.